Greetings and welcome to Talk About Talk, episode number 142. Headshots, photographs, and your online visual brand. When I'm thinking about what topics to coach you on in these podcast episodes, I think about the questions that I get in my one-on-one coaching and the workshops that I do. And I have to tell you, certainly, this topic of how to get the best headshot or other professional corporate photography, this comes up a lot. But I have to tell you, I have a long list of topics in the queue that qualify under that criteria. And I have a bit of a different origin story for the topic of this episode. Let me tell you this. A couple of months ago, I was coaching an amazing female CEO on her personal brand. And when we were finished identifying the themes or her unique superpowers, I asked her to send me a few headshots so I could include it in her personal branding template. She told me that she'd recently booked a professional photography session and she was really, really pleased with the outcome. And then she sent me four or five photos from the photo shoot and she asked me to choose the one that would end up on her personal branding template. I have to tell you, these photos absolutely blew me away. There were some headshots, there was a couple of her sitting, one of her standing, amazing. The CEO looked beautiful and professional and she looked like herself, her unique personal brand. The photos were like a visual representation of the personal brand we had been cultivating and articulating for her. The photographer who took these pictures, her name is Helen Tansy, and lucky for me, she's here in Toronto, where I live. And you are gonna meet her in just a minute. Lucky you. Long story short, I started recommending Helen to my clients in Toronto, even before I met her, and even a few clients outside of Toronto booked photo shoots with Helen when they came into town and they have all been absolutely thrilled. So I decided to book myself in for Helen's three-hour corporate branding photography package with hair and makeup and several outfit changes. It was a blast. It felt like a day at the spa, and I learned so much. So at that point, I asked Helen if I could interview her so you could hear some of her advice firsthand. And here we are. This is gonna be so much fun. Let's do this. Let's talk about talk. Before we go any further, I need to introduce myself. In case we haven't met, my name is Dr. Andrea Wojnicki, and I'm your executive communication coach. Please just call me Andrea. I'm the founder of Talk About Talk, where I coach ambitious executives like you on their communication skills through one-on-one coaching, boot camps, workshops, and keynotes. My objective is to help you improve your communication and your confidence and your clarity so that you get noticed for the right reasons and ultimately you get promoted. That is my goal here. In this episode, you're going to learn what to think about in terms of how you show up visually online in a way that reinforces your personal brand. I'm talking about those headshots and other images and photos of you. You're going to learn about what to wear, about how to smile about what to think about and even what to look for in a photographer. So first, I'm gonna briefly share the LinkedIn headshot checklist, a checklist that I share with my clients. I've got seven tips for you. Then I'm gonna introduce our guest expert, photographer Helen Tansy, and we'll get right into the interview. At the end, I'm gonna summarize with some of my key learnings. So, as always, you don't need to take notes, I do that for you. Just keep doing 
whatever you're doing. You might be walking or driving or cooking or doing housework, or maybe you're sitting on the couch. And by the way, if you are sitting on the couch, you might want to watch this podcast on YouTube. A couple months ago, I started releasing all of these episodes in video on YouTube. This episode in particular, you might want to watch. We are talking about our visual image. Speaking of which, I am so delighted with the photos that Helen took that I'm starting to slowly update the photos on my website. In the meantime, I encourage you to go to talkabouttalk.com anyway. There are lots of resources there to help you out. If you're an individual executive, there's information there about one-on-one -on -one coaching and boot camps. If you're a leader or an HR manager looking to boost the communication skills of your team, there's also information about workshops and keynotes. And there are free resources there too for everyone. There's the archive of this bi-weekly podcast, and I really hope you'll sign up for the Talk About Talk newsletter. This newsletter is your chance to get communication tips and coaching from me every week for free in your email inbox. Okay, on to our topic at hand. Before I introduce Helen, I'm going to start with a list of seven things to think about when you're choosing your LinkedIn headshot. I get asked about this all the time. So here's my checklist of seven things. If you want to improve your perception as likable, trustworthy, and capable, in other words, are you worthy of following or connecting with on LinkedIn? This is the list of seven things that you want to make sure you keep in mind for your headshot. Okay, number one, you want a photo that looks like you. This means relatively recent. Have you ever connected with someone online and then when you met them in real life, you didn't recognize this person? I hear this happens a lot with dating apps too, by the way. This is not a good idea in either case. Make sure you look like you today. Point number two, color versus black and white does not matter, but definitely use a high resolution image. We wanna see your face. When we're on LinkedIn, especially on our phones, those headshots are tiny. So please make sure they're clear. And that leads me to point number three. Make sure your face takes up most of the circle. Many, many of the executives that I coach have too much of their torso in the headshot and not enough of their face. You can easily zoom in on your face using the edit function on your phone. Okay, number four, make it a photo of you and you only. You might like that photo that someone took of you and your partner at a wedding with your arm around him or her and you just crop it out, but guess what? We can all tell. And yes, I've done this. If you go to Peloton, if you find me on Peloton, it's a cropped image, I need to change it. Make sure it's a photo of you and you only. Number five, I used to say a neutral background. Now I say solid or neutral. Lots of people have a punch of color in their headshot background, and frankly, it looks great. The idea though is not to distract us from your face. So. No photos from your vacation, no palm trees or beaches or seat belts in the background. Yes, I said that, seat belts. One woman I was coaching obviously took her headshot in her car. I could see the seat belt beside her head. So, a solid or neutral background. You can express your personality more in the bigger banner image that shows up behind your headshot on the LinkedIn profile. Got it? Okay, moving on, number six. Wear what you wear typically to an important day at work. I know a lot of people don't like this fact, but research shows that people will think that you are more influential 
if you dress more formally. A suit is not always necessary, but please stay away from sloppy t-shirts and hoodies. And here's a bonus tip. Solids look better than patterns on screen. More on that in a minute. Number seven, the last point in the checklist is smile. This should go without saying. One study I read concluded that people view you as more likable, competent, and influential if you smile in your headshot. And a smile that shows your teeth is rated as twice as likable as a closed mouth smile. So even if you don't like your job, just smile. And that's seven. Did you get all that? If not, of course you can review this checklist in the show notes. Okay, let's move on to our guest expert. Helen Tansy started her career as a professional model in Europe, and then she made the transition from being in front of the camera to being behind the lens. Yes, by the way, she is stunning, which you will see if you're watching us on YouTube. For over 30 years now, Helen's been photographing corporate executives, actors, celebrities, and families. You can see many of these amazing photos on her website, sundariphotography.com. Some notable clients that Helen has photographed include Gordon Ramsay, Carrie Ann Moss, Jason Isaacs, Scott Speedman, and supermodel Monica Schneer, and many others. Helen has been featured on CBC television, breakfast television, fashion television, Discovery Channel's Behind the Lens, Global Television, and The Candace Olsen Show. Her work has been featured in magazines such as Flair, Elle, and plenty of other magazines and newspapers. Helen loves to turn the lens on things that she is passionate about. Of course, that's people. But her latest passion is photographing women over the age of 40, and she calls this Sundari Women. This is also the name of her firm and her website, sundariphotography.com. I'll leave a link in the show notes so you can take a look at some of the amazing photos that she's taken. Helen's Sundari Women this project of hers, it resonated so deeply with many women that she published a coffee table book, which featured over 40 women ranging in age from 40 to 93 years old. The book showcases beautiful black and white photos taken by Helen, and alongside each photo, these inspiring women share their wisdom on aging. Helen loves being a photographer, and she takes great joy and pride in working together with her clients to get that perfect shot. Thank you so much, Helen, for joining us here today to talk about corporate photography and our personal brands. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about this conversation. Me too. I know you have so much incredible insight to share based on your modeling experience and, of course, based on your experience as a professional photographer. So I was thinking that many of the people listening when they hear corporate photography, the first thing they think of is their headshot, right? So mm -hmm. that little circle image that shows their face on LinkedIn, for example, let's yeah. start with that. What advice do you have for people who want to get the best headshot? Well, I think it's interesting because sometimes people just want to, you know, get a headshot up there, but you have to remember, especially with LinkedIn, like first impressions are huge. So you don't want a photo where it's like you're at a wedding and you can tell that your partner's been cut out of it or something like that. Um, I know that even uh, a friend was just telling me that there's an AI now where you can take your own selfie and then it goes in and changes, but it looks horrible, I think. So I think it is really important to invest in getting a great headshot and keep it really, you know, simple. Then 
um, keeping it nice and simple where you have a lot going on in the background, a solid color, and then just really clean clothes that you're wearing. And then let the photographer direct you also, because sometimes people will go on YouTube and like, you know, how do you get your picture taken? I have women coming in, they're sticking their jaws out. And I'm like, why are you doing that? And they're like, oh, I heard it makes me look better. And I'm like, no, it doesn't, you know? So just really trust the photographer that they're going to direct you to make sure that they're getting your best angles. And even, um, you know, we all have little tricks to help you feel more comfortable when you're smiling. I have something I do. And, you know, I just kind of say like, hey, say hi, because it kind of connects everything. And, um, and just really sort of trust the photographer. And I would even suggest before you book a shoot with someone is have a consultation so that you make sure you feel comfortable with them. Okay. There's a lot to unpack there. And I just want to start by saying full confession. I definitely have heard and read that you're supposed to stick your chin out to avoid the, what's it called? The The jowls or something. I don't know, but you just look like a lizard. Like it just looks weird. That's true. There's so many little tips and hacks that, that, um, people share. So what, what, so you shared the one about saying, ah, right. And I know you yeah. did that when, when you were directing me. And to your point, I, I would like to think that I was kind of putty in your hands, right? Like I really trusted you to direct me. What other tips do you have to, to help us relax and really get the best yeah. shot? I mean, you did great because you just went with it. Like you completely whether you were nervous or not, you couldn't tell, which was wonderful. And you had fun. And I think that's an important thing too. It's like, you're spending this money, you're getting photos done. Have fun with it. Like what a great opportunity that you get to have photos that you get to brand yourself. So whatever nerves that, you know, sometimes people come in and of course they're very nervous, just tell the photographer. Like even I think when you came in, you were like, I'm feeling a little nervous. And I'm like, okay, that's okay. We got you. And sometimes when you just vocalize it, you can let it go. Right. That's a Um, great point. Beyond photography, Helen, that's a great point for helping us boost our confidence. I love that. Because you'll find that you're not alone with it. No, no, I'm not alone. That that helps too. I I also have another confession, which is I was I'm thinking about the images that exist of me on the internet. And there is one photo when you were talking about, you know, the the photo that was taken of you and your partner, and then you crop out your partner. I have a photo of me. I'm at a (laughs) conference. I was I wasn't with my partner, but I was at a conference and someone took a photo and it turned out to be a great picture of me and I use it for my Peloton (laughs) headshot. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I will change that. I will change that. So So it has to be you only in the photo, obviously. Yes, yes. And you don't want to be posing and, and, you know, sticking your chin out or whatever else. Um, and you said you want to wear, you talk a little bit maybe about wardrobe. Yeah. For especially, again, I'm just going to sort of, cause a lot of people need photos for LinkedIn. You don't want anything too busy. You don't want, I mean, you look so beautiful right now. You're wearing stripes. I wouldn't use that for a photo because it's just, yeah, yeah, you want to be the focal point. Um, If you do have a signature, like sometimes people like earrings or a necklace, definitely wear that, but nothing again, that's going to distract from you. And a lot of people, a lot of people, when they do photos, they don't do them again for another five to 10 years. So Mm -hmm. you want to make sure that it's timeless also. Right. So even if um, something is in fashion, maybe just be like, okay, is this a timeless fashion? Right. Or is this just quick fashion? 
Yeah, that's a really interesting one. I've noticed uh, lately a lot of women are wearing exactly the same necklace. And I'm thinking in two years, nobody's yeah. going to be wearing that necklace. And we're all going to know that that photo was taken in the last whatever three years. So interesting. Yeah. And also, I tell my clients that we want to recognize you when we see your photo yes. or your image on LinkedIn, and then we meet you, you know, for coffee or whatever, for the first time in a meeting, we want to be able to recognize the person. That's a really good point too, because sometimes people want to do retouching afterwards and I'm okay with that. Like the, the retouching that I do, it's very light, but you don't want to have like all your wrinkles taken away because then you're not going to look like your photo and people can tell. Right. And I think especially in business, they can tell. And it kind of it to me, it reads as a bit of insecurity. Mm. So I think having a great photo for sure, a little bit of retouching, but don't go overboard because then you've got that pressure when you walk in the room that you're not going to look like your photo. Yeah, I really I encourage all the listeners to go to your website and I'm going to leave uh, I'm going to leave the link to that in the in the show notes. But if they go to your website and they can you can scroll through the actor photography photographs, the the modeling photographs and of course the corporate photographs. Yeah. You'll see how Helen really has uh, has a uh, talent for making people look like their best selves, but it it is real. You can see yes. wrinkles. You can see wrinkles including mine. Uh <laughs> So before we go on from headshots, I just want to make a comment about what you said in terms of, of what you're wearing and patterns. So I was thinking about mm -hmm. that when I got dressed for this interview and I'm wearing this striped jacket. So I brought to our photo shoot my favorite, I would say it's one of my signature jackets. It's a turquoise houndstooth jacket that I love. And yeah. you very politely put it aside and you opted for all solids. Yes. Do you, to, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, because you have to remember, again, it's going to be distracting. And mm -hmm. sometimes when patterns come up on people's screen, they can get really sort of pixelated. Right. So you want to be careful of that too, because mm -hmm. even though you might have a high quality computer, somebody else might not, do you know? So yes. that's one reason. And also, again, you want to be the focal point. You don't want when they see the photo to see the pattern first and then see you. So it's really important that you are the center of attention. So two great reasons for wearing solids. You don't want yeah. to be pixelated and you want to be the center of attention, not yeah. focus, right? Not your clothing. Uh, one, one last thing about clothing that I, I had as an insight was I was wearing for, as, as you encouraged me to, I brought a white blouse and I mm -hmm. typically don't wear white. I'm here. I am wearing my white jacket, but I, I don't usually just wear white, right? Like plain white. And yeah. I think that demonstrated to me that, that having a simple white blouse in a photograph, even though you might not necessarily wear one, like around the office. Yes. Is a great it's idea classic. for a headshot. It's classic. Yeah. yeah. And that's something interesting too, Andrea, because sometimes you might have something that you love, but it doesn't photograph well. Yeah. So you always want to bring a few options because I've had that where I put on something and I love it. But then when you see it on camera, it's like, oh, it makes you look bigger than you are or the color isn't right or the fit isn't right. So yeah. it's, I think it's really important that you also bring a few options. Yeah. So the things that we're talking about here apply, I'm thinking, not just to our headshots, but also to our virtual meeting backgrounds. Yeah. Right? 
So all of these learnings, I want to just say that again, all of these learnings apply not just for when you're being photographed, but when you're showing up on screen in real yes. time, in meetings, or or if you're being video recorded, right? I agree. Yeah. So what colors show up best on in images? Do you you know, it depends on you. Like, it depends on your coloring. Um, I think, I mean what I usually do when people come in for shoots is again, like bring a few options. Like you said, like you wouldn't have thought of wearing the white, but I think the white was so beautiful on you. And then I also love a strong color. So when you brought, you also brought that beautiful um, turquoise or teal colored blazer, not the houndstooth one, but the other one I've had clients where they wear like a, bring a beautiful red blazer. And if you shoot it on a gray background, it's not too, you know, you wouldn't shoot a a red background, you know, like a a blue background with a red jacket like that would just be, Whoa, it's way too much. So you have to also trust the photographer that they're going to balance out the colors so that they're complementary, And that's still that you are the one who's standing out in the photo. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into posing. We've mm. covered now kind of generally how to think about it. We've covered what to wear. And you mentioned not sticking your, your neck out. Your neck out. Like, uh, <laughs> or your chin out, I guess, right? And looking yeah. like a lizard. Yes. I've heard things like, you know, this is this is more about like the full body photography. But when, when, you, um, when you have your hands out, you should have this like claw. This is another thing that I've read on the internet. You should, you should think of your hands as claws, which seems kind of weird. And also not standing straight to the, to the camera, standing at a 45 degree angle. And, you know, based on how you directed me, I'm thinking some of these things aren't actually even true. No. What well, it's funny. Have? Yeah. Because I mean, hands are always really tricky in photos because they can look like claws and you don't want that. Okay. Right. So I have little tricks. I don't know if you remember a shooting where you kind of bend your wrist a little bit, because if I have this and then have that, it just looks so much more, you know, appealing. Um, And then also the, the angle thing is true. Like if you look at the red carpet where they're always sort of turned to the side and the hand is out a little bit, part of that is because if your arm goes flat against your body, it flattens it out and it can make it look larger than it is. So that's just like creates really nice sharp lines. But I, when I shoot, I do all angles as you know, because sometimes it's, you know, if, if everybody has a shot where there's the side, it can get really boring. Yeah. Right. So definitely when I shoot, I like to do, you know, the left side, the right side, I like to do standing forward. And I love if you bring pockets because a lot of people don't know what to do with their hands. So having, if you can put your hands in your pockets, or even if we don't see it, even if you have glasses and you can hold the glasses in front of you, it just helps to give you something to hold on to, which can center you and that you're not worrying about, oh, what do I do with my hands? Because that's something people ask all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a three-point body language scan that I uh, encourage my my clients to use or adopt, which is focus first on your posture and then on your hands and then on your eyes. Because we, you know, w- when we feel self-conscious, all of a sudden we, d- we don't know what to do with any part of our body. Yeah. So posture, hands, eyes, maybe, maybe that's a good framework for us to start with here. What would you say in terms of posture? You, for, for when we're getting definitely. Started. I mean, that's why I always say to people like length, I never say shoulders back, stand tall, but I always sort of say lengthen your spine, uh-huh. right? Because it does, I don't think people realize if you're hunched over, it can also read as being insecure. Yep. 
So having that, you know, beautiful, and that's the photographer's responsibility also to catch you on that because you're already nervous. You already have a lot going on in your head. And I always believe that's the responsibility of the photographer to sort of go, okay, take a breath, lengthen your spine. And usually people are like, oh my God, thank you so much for telling me that. I know I slouch. And especially now, because we're all on our computers, we've been on Zoom meetings. We're all like a little bit more rounded. Yeah. I'm feeling conscious right now of lengthening my spine. So thank you for that. (laughs) And then you yeah. said with the hands, if for those, the hands, like just sort of, um, you always want like a little bit of a bend in the wrist. That's why even putting them, you don't want wonder woman. You don't want them right up, you know, under your rib cage, because yeah. that can look, cause you also have to remember when it's being cropped, it can look like very weird, right? So you have to think, especially on LinkedIn, it's a circle. So if your arms are here and they're cropped, it can just look like you have these stubs, you know, coming out of the side or something. Right. So that, something to be mindful of so always kind of low hands on your thighs is really good just so you have that little bit of space between your arm and your body okay okay and then what about eyes what should we thinking be thinking about with our eyes with regards to yeah. our eyes we're being photographed so I think what what we did when we shot is like a lot of people when they smile they just smile with their mouth and their yeah. eyes are dead. Yeah. So if you just kind of go, "Hey, hi." And it feels corny, you know, "How you doing?" <laughs> you know, it feels corny but it works. It kind of engages everything. Sometimes what I'll do if people are really struggling, I'll just say, "Okay, think of something that you love." Think of something that lights you up and I give them that moment and then they do it. And then it's like, okay. And you can see the shift. Like it's very subtle. Yeah. You know, that's why when you watch actors on the screen, like it's very, it doesn't take a lot mm. to, to capture that, you know, that's a, that's a great idea. So visualizing something or imagining something that you love yeah. and then, yeah. and then kind of internalizing that and then exuding it. Yeah. I know sometimes I've actually said like, think of your kids and then they get stress on their face and I'm like, oh, okay, no, 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 don't think of your kids. <laughs> think about your kid on their best day. That's yeah, awesome. Think of your dog or something. <laughs> this was a new one for me. The one you said previously though, you said, say, ah, or ha, right? Hey, hey, yeah. yeah. Hey. And I, I remember like, it, it makes you sort of lean forward. Hey, and it you makes you engage a bit of a smile instead of saying, yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> right? yes. Yeah. So we've done the, your posture, your, your outfit, your posture, your hands, your eyes. What about your smile? I think like to your point, when, when a photographer asks you to smile, you just think about turning up the corners of your lips. Mm. So that's, so first of all, you have such a beautiful smile. Not everybody likes to smile, right? Not everybody has that big, gorgeous Julie Roberts smile. So what I would say is that if it comes naturally to you, then absolutely do that big smile, but don't force it. Right. So if your smile is like a little bit of a closed mouth smile, that's totally fine. It's better to have that than having one of those cheesy smiles where you can tell that you're uncomfortable and it's not your personality. So again, I think that's something that's between you and the photographer. Um, I can tell right away if somebody is uncomfortable with smiling and then I'll ask them like, is there something, do you not like your teeth or are you not? And usually they're like, oh, I'm not a big smiler. And I'm like, okay, how about if we just do little smiles? And then when I do the hay thing, they usually start laughing and I can get like a beautiful sort of more of a candid photo. But again, you want to be authentic in your photos. Right. So having a photo where you've got like a big grin, but it's not you and you're uncomfortable Mm -hmm. with it, then don't do it. It's Mm -hmm. okay. You don't have to, you want a warm, approachable photo, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a big smile. 
So if I'm hiring a professional photographer to do my headshots and then I decide mm-hmm. I'm going to go for the package and get more photos, can you share some advice on what types of photos we might be seeking? So whether, for example, you know, you have your own website like I do and you need photos for the website or yeah. for, for most of my clients, you know, they, they may be, um, they maybe need client, they need that. My clients might need photographs for their corp, their company's website, the company that yes. they work for, or it might be to share with a biography if they're speaking at an event, if they're doing a keynote speech or, or that kind of thing. Yeah. What kind of looks do you think um, makes sense to capture from a professional photography session? Yeah, I think, first of all, exactly what you're saying, like knowing what your looks are. I have a woman who's coming in and she wants to do some fun, creative looks, but she sent me what her company uses, which is just like that horrible white (laughs) background and very straight and measured out. And it's like, okay, we'll do that. And then we can move on to some fun stuff. So, you know, she needs that for her company, but then she wants more corporate photos for exactly. She does speaking events. Um, She also wants it for her LinkedIn for a different look. And she also wants to use them on social because social is a big platform now and people use it for business. So even having a great photo of yourself, that's maybe a little bit more of a lifestyle shot. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a great point. That's a great point. I should have I should have brought that up. You know, I I I interact on a daily basis with a lot of people, including some thought leaders who post images of themselves in in various. Sometimes they're in a studio, but often they're even outside, right? Or you can. It looks like they're maybe in their office or maybe even at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what kinds of? I, I know you sent me an email before our session. What? different outfits do you always encourage people to bring? And then what are some other options in terms of back back to clothing? Yeah. So definitely, I always think a blazer is yep. really nice, especially on women um, doing a blazer. And then if you do a blazer, I personally wouldn't do a collared shirt under it because I feel it can get a bit too busy with all the collars. Yep. So doing like a nice sort of scoop neck, whether it be a tank top or, you know, like I don't know, like Banana Republic, where they've got those beautiful t-shirts, like not like a you know t-shirt that you wear out with your kids, like a really nice t-shirt under it. And then you can do it with a pair of pants. Um, sometimes people now, again, now a little bit more casual, you could also do a pair of jeans with a beautiful silk blouse can look really nice. Yes. Um, so just sort of playing around and knowing what your colors are. Um, I also don't mind a turtleneck. Mm, I think a turtleneck can look really beautiful, specifically on women, because it, and and depending on your field, like if you're a little bit more of an artist, if you're an art director or something, it just has that sophistication, but it's got that feel of an artist to it also. So again, I think a really great thing for your listeners, if they're choosing a photographer, I would suggest to always do a consultation beforehand. Yes. Yeah. So that they can sort of walk you through it and sort of go, okay. And and sometimes people will send me photos of their clothes and I'm like, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> you know? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's okay. Right. Like, cause again, sometimes we have our favorite outfit, but it's not going to read well on camera. So I think it's really important if you can just to sort of set up like a quick 15 minute zoom call, or you can even through email, send photos and, and just that way you're more prepared because the more prepared you are, the more you're going to get out of your shoot. 
the more prepared and I and I I keep thinking about this, the more you trust the photographer, Helen, I emphatically trusted you. I realize in retrospect, I really was putty in your hands. I was like, tell me what you want me to do and I'll and I'll do it, which way to look, how to smile, how to stand, what to wear. I think I brought probably eight completely different outfits where things were interchangeable, right? Jackets, yeah. sweaters, blouses, tank tops, dress dress pants, jeans, and so on. And and you went through while I was getting my makeup done to um to choose what, what would look best on camera. And I completely yeah. trusted you. So and you were great too, because you brought like jewelry and rings. And even that, like when we would wear, when you would wear gold chains, it's like, okay, let's not do earrings because they don't want to be too much. Right. Right. So even like that was great that you brought that variety. You brought big hoops, you brought studs, you brought lots of chains so we could really play around with it. Yeah. What about for men? I'm thinking if I was a guy listening to this, I'd be like, come on, yeah. come to me. So I've got my nice you know, high quality so, blue suit with my white shirt and my favorite silk tie. What else yeah. would you suggest? So I would again suggest when I photograph men, again, that corporate feel, and then we do some without the tie. I love the look of a suit with just a nice crisp shirt and no tie, I think is yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. And then the same thing, doing a casual, just like have a nice dress shirt. You know, um, I think a, like a nice crisp white dress shirt looks great yes. on a man. Yes. Um, you can do something like that, or you could do, um, not a suit, but a blazer. Do you know what I mean? Like just yeah. sort of more of a casual blazer. You could do something like that with a shirt under it. You could even try it with a t-shirt as long as it doesn't look too Miami vibes or anything, yeah. but you know, and just sort of for, for more of that casual feel. So, and with men, I don't know why I find most men wear clothes that are too big for them. Interesting. Yeah. And I'm not sure why that is. I don't know if they don't care and they just, but making sure if you have a shirt that it fits you properly, that the neck fits properly, that it's not too oversized mm -hmm. and try your stuff on, especially for men, try your stuff on beforehand because sometimes men come and they can't do the top button up because maybe they've gained weight. A lot of people over COVID, right. And then they're like, Oh my God, I can't do this up. So yeah. always like try your stuff on beforehand and make yeah. sure you feel comfortable in it. Because if you don't feel comfortable, comfortable in it, don't bring it. Yeah. That's a great tip. So make sure that your clothing is either new or it's, it's in very good shape, right? And yes. it's pressed. Also make sure it fits. Make sure it fits. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So what have you noticed in your experience photographing executives in particular, never mind the models and the actors, but, but mm -hmm. doing corporate shots, what have you noticed the differences are between men and women? I'd love to hear. Yeah, it's funny because I've been doing this for 30 years. And when I first started doing corporate, I found that women, you know, would have that, you know, the arms crossed and being very serious. And, and I feel as, you know, we move away from the patriarch where women kind of step into their power and who they are, mm -hmm. that we can smile, we can laugh and, and be beautiful in photos. It doesn't mean that we're not smart. It doesn't mean that we're not as competent as men are. So I love that where I love that women are coming in and, and owning who they are and owning their brand and not being afraid to sort of step out of, you know, the boundaries of what is considered, you know, that sort of headshot, which is very, you know, masculine, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's as you were, as you were explaining that I was, I just kept thinking of Barbie, right? Like I can enjoy playing with Barbies and I can become a kick-ass leader. 
right? Yes. I can be feminine and I can be a successful corporate executive. Yes. Um, and I, you can I'm, be beautiful and look fabulous in a photo. Like don't downplay that. Right. right. Yeah. Being beautiful does not mean that you're not credible and effective. Uh, that, yeah. That's, that's a really important message for women to hear. What about differences between older folks and younger folks when they're, when they're being, I don't know, maybe executives in their, in their young executives in their twenties versus older, older folks. I know you really love um, photographing <clears> older <throat> women in particular. You have a section mm-hmm. on your website with that. Any, any um, observations that you've had about differences between young and old? I think everybody has their insecurities. It's just different. You know, if it's older women, they're a little bit more concerned about wrinkles or maybe under their chin. If it's younger women, it's more like, oh, is my hair perfect? And so everybody has their insecurities. And I think what happens when we do photos, I don't think we really think about what we look, we think about what we look like, but we don't sort of obsess over it. But then when it comes to getting our photos done, we're like, oh my gosh, how are my roots? Or should I lose that five pounds? Or, you know, because we're we're capturing this time in our lives. But also remember too that, you know, these photos, you're dressed, you're wearing clothing, you're not in a swimsuit, you're not naked. So if you're five pounds overweight, no one's going to notice that. You know, so go easy on yourself with it, too. Um, And then again, like, I think that we all have insecurities, but bring it up to your photographer, you know, and just say I'm a little or even I know when you came in, you got your your makeup and hair done, which was wonderful, because it also gives you time to sort of decompress and just sort of take in the environment beforehand. And so when I'm there, it's like, I can sort of hear, like, if it's like, oh, I don't like this part of my face, or if I don't like this, I'm like, can make notes of that. So I can address it when we're shooting. And a lot of times what I do is I'll show you as we're shooting, I'll show you the back of the camera and right away we can make corrections. But you, you know, if you love it, you're like, oh my God, that's great. And then you just sort of let go of all that stress and know that you're in good hands. Or if there's something you don't like, okay, what is it? Let's tweak that. You know, is it, do you need a little bit more eyeliner? Is it feel like too much makeup? Do you need to judge your hair a little bit? Should we try in a different top? Does that not feel, you know, like it's a, it's a, it's a collaboration between, you know, the person that I'm shooting and myself, like we're a team working together. Yeah. So when one of my clients recommended you to me, uh, many, many months ago, I, I, my interest was peaked and I went to your website and then you and I had a conversation. We actually went out for lunch, but you know, it could have been mm-hmm. over the phone. I'm, I'm thinking about what criteria people should be using in order to choose a professional photographer. And, and I just want to, you know, kind of start this list by saying the main reason I, I hired you is because I trusted you. So I, I had a strong recommendation from someone that I trusted and she said you were fantastic. And mm-hmm. also you did offer as part of the package, the hair and the makeup and, and you have your own studio. So you have a, a bunch of check marks, but generally speaking, is there a list of things that you would recommend people look for when they're choosing uh, a professional photographer for themselves? I mean, obviously their website, you know, do you like their work? Is it all, you know, of course you want to put photos on your website that are great, but is there a variation of different ages, of different ethnicities? Um, Do you like their style? You know, because if it's somebody like I know right now, there's this big thing with corporate where it's kind of like this boho background. 
And I think that's great, but that's not timeless, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then everybody's got that. Yeah. Um, so kind of seeing like, is this the style that you want to go with? And if it's not, but you like the photographer's work, but maybe you want something a bit different again, ask them, is this a possibility to do this? Um, and I, I, I think the comfort part is the most important thing of finding, making sure that you're comfortable with a person. And then I've even had people say like, what happens if I'm not happy with my photos? Mm. And that's okay to ask that question, right? So my thing is like, if you're not happy with the photos, I want you to be, that's more important than anything, right? So, so I would, you know, I'm not huge on doing reshoots, maybe, you know, but, but if it's what it takes to make sure that you feel good about your photo, I'm definitely open to that. But it's also sort of like, okay, you know, um, what was it that didn't work and how can we change it? So we don't do the same thing again. So kind of knowing that also is, I think kind of a good thing because it takes the pressure off. Right. Right. Yeah. So I mean, and, then, and just saying that you, you, you know, further made me, you encouraged me to trust you even more, of course. Yeah. So I think the trust is the big thing. And as you were describing going to people's websites and uh, photographers websites and checking out what they've done, it's almost like choosing an interior decorator. I know I've hired decorators and designers in the past who were recommended by friends of mine, but then I realized too late in the process that their style was very different from mine. Yeah. So I, I think that that's a really important insight that you identified there. Look at what they've done in the past and see if it if it um, conforms at least to some extent in terms of what you personally are looking for. Yes. Yeah. Is- and I haven't had anyone do this, but you could also ask for a reference if you're really nervous about it. Yeah. I haven't had anybody do that, but I guess that's something you could do if it puts your mind at ease. So Helen, you could just ask them to listen to this podcast episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so one last question before we get to the five rapid fire questions, okay? okay? Yeah. And that is with specifically with regards to personal branding. So mm. a big part of what I do is encourage my clients to take the time to identify and articulate the positive and unique traits, values, personalities of, of them of themselves, right? So yes. identifying what makes them unique. Do you have any suggestions for how to make that show up on camera? I think it's such a good question. It is. Yeah. I know it's hard. I think for me, I mean, you know, because you came in and you worked with me, I think it's just sort of connecting to that person and what it is that they want to bring forward. And sometimes it is just wardrobe, right? Like sometimes that's a part of it. But I think that it's just this, I don't know what your experience is, but I find a lot of people when they come in, they get their photos done. They just feel like they were at a spa or they feel like they were just in like an incredible like retreat. Like it's really, I really try to make my space and hold space for people so that they feel really connected to who they are and empowered. Mm -hmm. So that's really important to me. And even like from right, like the makeup artists that I use and for myself, like nobody has an attitude, you know, you can't ask too many questions. And, and I really want to make sure that people feel comfortable because when you're comfortable, you shine. Oh, very well put, Helen. You are definitely going to be quoted on that. So, so it is wardrobe, right? So we talked about, you know, what colors, is there an accessory, maybe a piece of jewelry, maybe it's a tie, maybe it's a certain suit or an accessory, whatever it is, right? 
uh, for me, it's the color turquoise and I have, yes. I'm not wearing it right now, but I have a turquoise ring that I wear all the time. I always wear the same necklace and you, we kept this necklace on, I think for every yes. single photo. Uh, so there may be accessories or wardrobe things, right. But then it's also how you feel and really feeling comfortable as yourself actually being encouraged to be yeah. in the photographs. Yes. Yeah. Well, sorry. All right. All right. Well, very well put. Okay. You ready for the five rapid fire questions? I am. (laughs) First question. Mm -hmm. What are your pet peeves? Oh, uh, people that are rude. Like when you're driving and you let somebody in and they don't say thank you. Drives me crazy. Yeah, it's funny. Okay. (laughs) Second question. What type of learner are you? Visual. No kidding. That's a <laughs> photographer, right? And also when I grew up, I had dyslexia. I have dyslexia. So for me, that was my learning was visual. So if somebody were to teach me something, if I were to read it, it doesn't, it doesn't come into me. Do you know what I mean? Like I have, I'm tactile. Like I have to see it. I have to do it in order to learn it. This room, this question reminds me of the fact that you also have a podcast, which mm-hmm. is interesting because it's audio only. Are you on YouTube yet? Well, I'm starting to do that. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Introvert yeah. or extrovert? Can I be both? Of course you can. You're okay. Ambivert. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what is it called? Ambivert. Ambivert. Oh, I Most love of us that. are ambiverts. Yeah. 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 Because okay. I'm very like, like you, like I think I'm very sort of an extrovert, but I also really because of that, and I don't know if you're like this, then I need to have that time to pull back to myself to sort of regenerate and yeah. Do you know what I mean? And process things extreme, and release things. I'm a pretty extreme extrovert, but I, I totally get what you need. Uh, yeah. Like every now yeah. and then you need to just go have a quiet bath, close the door and just be by yourself. Or, yes. Yeah. Go for a walk. Yeah. By yourself. I get it. I get it. Okay. Next question. Communication preference for personal conversations or interactions with friends and family. Call. Sorry? Call me. Call. Call. Phone. (laughs) I feel like I'm on family scene in the buzzer. (laughs) I thought you said all. Call. Oh, Yeah. And not people, a lot of people text, which is awesome. But I'm like, oh, just pick up the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Last question. Is there a podcast that you've been listening to that you recommend the most lately? Um, Juliet Louise Dreyfus, Wiser Than Me. Isn't it the best? She's so good. She's so yeah. good. I love her, her guests interview. are so good. Yeah. Her interview yeah. And then I love what her... Oh, well, she's my idol. I love it. But I love when her mom comes in yeah. <laughs> at the end. It's just so sweet. And yeah. I find as women, we need... I mean, I love that you're doing this too, because we need more women's voices. And when we listen to podcasts, I think that we learn so much from hearing people's stories. And I just love that you are holding this space for men and women, but that you are this beautiful, strong voice that is helping elevate women. It's so important. Back at you, Helen. Like 100% back at you. Thank you. But yeah. back at oh, you. you're welcome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Helen, for sharing your advice and your tips with the listeners about how to get the best photos of themselves. Uh, well, thank you. I had so much fun having this conversation with you. I really appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Thanks again so much to Helen. After the interview, I told Helen that I have a sneaking thought that many, many listeners are going to want to book her. If you're considering it, you can find her coordinates in the show notes or on her website at sundariphotography.com. 
Helen has graciously offered to provide you with a bonus too. If you mention that you listen to this interview on the Talk About Talk podcast with Andrea, she's gonna give you two extra touch-ups when you buy the corporate branding photography package. That's the package I did with hair and makeup and several outfit changes over three hours. So much fun. All right, let me briefly summarize as I promised. There are the pointers for getting the best headshot or really any shot, and then there are pointers for how to incorporate your personal brand into the images. In terms of getting the best shot, Helen has many suggestions. To start, you certainly don't need to, but if you are choosing a professional photographer, first take a look at the shots on their website and make sure you like them. It's kind of like hiring an interior designer. The first question is, Simply, do you like their aesthetic? Whether it's a professional photographer or a friend that's taking your photos, the next pointer is bring a few clothing options with you. And make sure that clothing is in good shape. If it's not new, it's pressed and it fits. Helen noted that many men wear clothing that's simply too big for them. Also, don't wear anything too trendy. If it's trendy, then by definition, it will be dated in a few years or maybe even a few months. So go timeless. And no patterns, wear solids. Patterns can be pixelated and they can be distracting. So no stripes, no florals, no houndstooth, and no patterns. For those of you who are listening and not watching the video, I'm wearing stripes right now. Once you're in the studio and you're posing, you might start to feel nervous or awkward. If you're nervous, just say so. I love this insight of Helen's. If you're feeling nervous, she encourages us to just vocalize it and then you can let it go. She also encourages us to say, hey, instead of focusing an awkward smile or saying cheese, hey, it really works, trust me. Or if you're feeling awkward about your smile, you can also think about something or someone that you love, something or someone that lights you up and use that energy to smile. Last, once you're done, retouching of the photos is fine, but we wanna be able to recognize you. So don't go overboard on the retouching. Remember what I said at the very beginning, we want you to look the same as you look online. Now, when it comes to your personal brand, Helen mentioned, of course, that some of it is wardrobe. She talked about choosing something visually unique. It could be a color or an accessory, like a piece of jewelry or your collection of cool ties, or maybe it's your glasses. But at least as important as wardrobe is your trust in the photographer. This insight is huge. Of course your photo is gonna look like your best version of yourself when you trust the photographer. And that's it. Thank you again to Helen for sharing her insights with us. As I said, you can check out her website and all her coordinates in the show notes. You can also find my coordinates in the show notes, also on the talkabouttalk.com website. As I said, I really hope you'll sign up for the newsletter and connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you've enjoyed this podcast episode, I hope you'll share it with your friends and leave me a review on your podcast app or maybe even on YouTube. It really does make a difference and I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening and talk soon.